0: Welcome in. Good to have you. If you missed the first hour of the show, the minute uh, the podcast is up, I think you need to go back and take a listen to it. At least that first segment. That's when the NyQuil was starting to wear off. You might want to go back and check that out. I'm just throwing it out there. Just a thought. <laughs> just a thought. Uh 877 867 877 867 1670 if you want to find us please feel free to go ahead and do so again 877-867-1670 also this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Kane and Kane Jewelers this time of year we all know jewelry's going to be in the uh, in the in the wish list at some point uh, and all you got to do is go to kanejewelers.com kanejewelry.com and uh, go to the buy like a guy podcast you can find it over on uh, Instagram find it on uh, YouTube as well, and uh, Andy Kane does such a great job with that. So, if you guys you're looking to buy jewelry for the ladies, he tells you how to do it, why to do it, what to get, what to look for, all that kind of good stuff. It's a Buy Like a Guy podcast. Buy Buy Like a Guy podcast. But don't forget Kane and Kane Jewelers in West Bend. It is worth the drive. Joining us now on the hotline, our guy Eric Brancheck of the Green Bay Press Gazette. Eric, um, they they came back from the dead. Uh, I don't know what this means moving forward. But at least last night, they came back from the dead, and that was the team that we've been expecting all season long. And one of the statistics that blew me away was 355 yards out of 415 were via the run and play action rather than the RPO and shotgun. It was amazing to watch that offense last night, a completely different-looking offense.
1: Well, that's
2: what we were all expecting to see. So, I mean, um that's exactly what we thought. I mean, we were, it, this is the way it was supposed to be, in my opinion, uh, back in September, where this is the way it's built. This is the family tree that Lefour is from. You, you can understand how it might have been different. Um, previous seasons, but with this season, that this was the way it's going to be. Bring your guys along slowly at your uh, out on the perimeter in your skill positions, and kind of get after it. And, and there was so much talk from Packer fans and the media. Oh, we got to go out and get a receiver. It doesn't matter if you got receivers or not. If you if you can't block and if you can't communicate where guys are supposed to be in certain plays, it's it's really difficult. So this was, uh, I think. You know, obviously, you you know me well enough. This is my kind of football. We're going to run, 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 and then, oops, throw one over the top of you on play action pass. That's what I like to do, and that's my style of football. And you know, it was really fun to watch.
0: So let let's start with the offense first, because I thought the line looked more cohesive last night. I loved Aaron Rodgers under center more often than not. Uh, I liked motion prior to the snap. I liked uh, the tight end becoming more involved in some of the counter plays they ran. It just seemed like there was a method to the madness last night.
2: Well, when you keep your quarterback upright and he's not running for his life back there, everything kind of works a little bit better, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and quite frankly, when you're running the football and you got those guys. Um, when I'm talking guys, you, you got the defensive line who is fighting for their life, not to give up yards. And, and when you have safeties and linebackers stepping up um, to stop the run. I mean, there were times there were eight. If you count outside the tackle box, there were nine guys in, in, the, in the area to stop the run and they were still running the ball. Um, so the offensive line is where it all starts. They were run blocking very well. They had great angles. Um, they were able to go down there and pick off backers, Mike, Micah Parsons particularly, and, and Van Rish. They had a long day. <clears throat> and what that allows you to do is it allows you to, when you do pass the ball for 20 times or 19 times, you know what, if you take away uh, uh, the pitch that got called a pass, it makes it a lot easier. You keep your quarterback upright. He can make uh, a step in the throws, feel comfortable taking uh, time to make the proper reads, and good things happen. So it really, really boiled down
0: to the offensive line was, was playing fantastic. The uh, last night, the, the fumble that Aaron Rodgers had was just, you know, two pressures. That one got to him, knocked the ball out of his hand. It, it was tough. I understand that. But when you talk about keeping the quarterback upright, they only had the, the two sacks with the fumble are the only two times they hit the quarterback all night long. You're right. I, I went back and looked at that statistically, what I was marking down last night. He wasn't really under that much pressure at all.
2: No, in the the you know the the one times that they were under pressure were you know everybody wants to to holler at Elton Jenkins, but you know what a j Dillon, you're back in there to to stop blitzes and make sure to pick up anything that leaks through, and he was more um worried about sneaking out in the backfield and trying to get a pass out in the flat that one sack. Um, that Elton Jenkins had, the the strip sack one, that's Dylan all the way. Dylan should have smoked that guy and, and laid him in his path. Uh, but it is what it is, you know. So, yeah, there was not uh, uh, much going on back there and the quarterback standing upright and gave him time. And quite frankly, that's all he needs is a couple seconds to feel comfortable. You saw in that last six games where he's not comfortable back there and he makes bad reads and like, like everybody does. But he doesn't step up and, you know, you don't get to play, what is it, eighteen years, nineteen years in the league uh, by standing there and getting crushed, you know. So it—he's it, it, a smart player on that end of it, and uh, you know the offensive line really needed to step up and they did because that was a very ferocious uh, pass rushing football team that they played.
0: The uh, final couple of minutes, the final what minute and thirty eight of uh, regulation. What? It, give me your thoughts on the play calling because uh, Rodgers was pissed. Uh, It just seemed like they just got out of what they did and Rodgers was really upset. Now, they only went shotgun one time in that series, but it seemed like they just played to get to overtime, didn't it?
2: Kind of looked that way. You know, And that third down play, you know, everybody's talking about, or the fourth down when Rodgers was really pissed off. Um, I I, I don't know if he didn't like the call, I'm, I'm speculating at this point in time, but I guess if I go back to the fourth quarter and in the, in the halfway through the third quarter, when they're down 21 to 14, I thought, well, the, the wheels are falling off now because they're going to start winging the ball. And, and to the quarterback and to the, the play caller, they stuck to the game plan and continue mm-hmm. to run the football and run the football. And that is the part that it's the first time this season that we've seen them um, put the stake in the ground and say, we are going to run the ball and, and they did it and that is the to me um was a mature thing to do and i I think sometimes the quarterback had a little bit to do in some of the the uh plays that got checked out of Uh, but i mean they put him on their center he hand the ball off and if he wants to play till he's 45 or however you know when he talks about playing into his 40s that's the style of offense that they had to do in order to do that so he's not getting beat up back there you look at guys like tom brady that they're comfortable handing the ball. If you go further back to the beginning of where this offense kind of generated from, we're talking Denver Broncos and, and John Elway, right, with with mm-hmm. Mike Shanahan, and then he passed it down to all of those young fellows. That's what it was. It was a much different offense. You know, John Elway was winging the ball all over, run around, make the tough plays, and then when they were getting to the Super Bowl towards the end of his career, he's handing the ball off and was making – the throws that needed to be made when necessary, because he was a good quarterback, he could do it, and that's the difference between, you know, Rodgers from ten years ago to Rodgers today. If he wants to last a long time, he wants to play another four, five, six years. That's what he's got to do, and that's what he can be great at. And that's because he's a great. Um, he understands defenses. He understands what teams are trying to do to him, and he's really good at play-action pass. And Those are the things that are really important. The other thing is, every Packer fan should have Mike McCarthy on their Christmas list. Because if he doesn't make that bonehead call at the end of overtime, we're talking about another Packers loss.
0: Here's the uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, turning point of the game to me anyway. You're right. When they were down 21-14, and then they went down, because after that they ended up going 3-and-out. And and then they ended up uh, going down 28-14 when it was third and three and Rodgers tucked it and he was was in shotgun, he tucked it and scrambled for seven yards, picked up the first down, and then went on from there. To me, that was kind of the turning point of the game because I I thought at that point in time, because they ended up going down to score. Remember, that's when they threw the 39-yard touchdown pass to Christian Watson. But had he not converted that third and three, using his legs to do it and kind of getting up with an intensity, I thought that was it because I thought, okay, there's some fight here. Because I, I agree with you, I thought, oh, down 28-14, this game's over, and I wasn't ready to type in dagger yet in Twitter, but I thought this game's pretty much over. And then you saw a little bit of a, a spark, and then suddenly Christian Watson gets a thirty-nine yarder, and then everything becomes, you know, uh, you know, history from there. But I, I thought that to me was Roger saying, "This is it. I got to do this. We got to get in, and we got to score. This is it. This is our season right here." Well, one of the
2: things that I I think a lot of people don't really realize bill is as great as rogers is thrown the football one of the things that sets him apart from a lot of the other quarterbacks is his ability to run and he doesn't run you know to, you know he's not justin fields or you know don't get me wrong there but how many through the course of his career with the packers how many times has he picked up first downs to keep drives alive to keep games alive and that was mm-hmm. another example of it, of, of him going out there and getting seven yards and, and that life was good, you know. So I yeah, I agree. That was the play where you kinda of scratched your beard and said, Can they do this? Can they not and counting they, them out just make yet. it
0: respectable? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh defensively speaking, give me your thoughts because I saw a lot of people lighting up Joe Barry last night, but I got to be honest. I the the nemesis has been at times they just get deficient in the uh, department of tackling. And I think at times they just look bad. There was a couple of uh a uh, couple of over the tops. I get it CD Lamb had a day, but To me, at least I saw something different. It was you got a little bit of zone, and then you had guys coming up to the front. They were trying to stuff the run. They were doing things different, pressing on the outside. They moved guys around. Rudy Ford had a hell of a game. But I I just saw something different, a bigger spark out of this team, defensively speaking, yesterday, even if the results in the scoring department doesn't necessarily match the intensity.
2: Well, and some of it is, you know, where they got the ball, too. But I I really thought... You know, the last several weeks they've really if you look back from the first four games to where they are now, it is a lot it's a lot different. There's there's they're not just sitting back. And I think part of it is because they realize that, you know what, we don't have we don't have the dynamic pass rush that they thought they were gonna have. Um uh, and now with Gary out, now it is even more important for them to heat the quarterback up a little bit and um you gotta be if they're gonna be successful game in, week in, week out, They got to be at third and five plus. Um, So they have to play tighter to the line of scrimmage and they have to take away some of those breakers. Um, You can't go five yards at a clip and just sit back there and wait for the offense to make a mistake, which is kind of the premise of their defense prior to this. And now they got to bring it to them. And and now that, you know, Gary's not there, they got through this game. How many more are they going to be able to get through? Uh, You know, that remains to be seen. But that Ingabari, I tell you, number 55, he. He's coming around at the beginning of the season. I'll be honest with you. I didn't not. I really didn't think he was going to be very good, and he was going to be productive. And what you see him as a young guy that um, does a lot of things deliberately, right? You know, he's not going to make a lot of instinctual plays. He's not doesn't have the the quick twitch or the you know the speed to take a lot of chances and make plays. But what he does is he does his job and makes other guys better and makes the defense um, work when he does it, when you do your job. And uh, so that's going to help them um, on the perimeter rushing game. Um, certainly if they're going to blitz, um, he showed propensity to be able to do his role and not just run up a gap, you know, to take a, occupy an offensive tackle. So um, one of the, the nickelbacks or safety can can come off the edge. And the other thing too, that is a little bit concerning is that they still struggle with running between A and B gaps, you know, geez, Quay Walker at one of these games, he's going to surprise us all. And he's going to step up and take on a guard and and then make a play at two yards rather than five. You know, that's, that's the, the scary point for me on the defense is the fact that when they got, when it's third and three, you know, there's not a lot of confidence that they're going to stop that run.
0: Jerron Reed yesterday talk about his play. I thought you know only a couple of tackles, but he got into the backfield three different occasions last night.
2: Well, the the last play of uh, of the game there was was I was amazing, or not the last play of the game, but the last play on the defensive series there where he was able to uh, of, of regulation where he um, got a piece of uh, uh, Zach Dak Prescott there uh, to make that ball go high kareen out of bounds that was great that was good stuff i mean those guys are he's done good so that so this is a really good point you brought up there about jaron reed is the way the defenses or offenses excuse me are going to have to block now is now instead of having to have a tight end or a tackle or a tackle guard over on uh, Rashawn gary now they pick 97 they're gonna take kenny clark out of the game so you got a guard center on him constantly now you're gonna have a tackle tight end tackle running back out there on 55 or 91 but primarily they can get it done with the teams feel like they're gonna be able to get it done with five and they're doing they did that a little bit most of the time yesterday um so you're going to have one-on-one matchups on the outside with, with Preston Smith. You're going to have another one-on-one matchup on the outside within the barrier or whoever they march out there. And then you're going to have one-on-one with Jaren Reed and Jaren Reed is just good enough where he can win some of those one-on-ones. I mean, there were some plays that he made in the backfield that doesn't get any credit for, but he made the play because he redirected the run or he made the quarterback step up rather than just run around outside. So some of those things, is You know, when you're looking at the way the defense is going to play differently without, without Rashawn Garron, it's just that. It's the guys that are not getting double teamed. So it's, it's really difficult for a one or a zero technique to, to get any type of pass rush when you're getting clobbered by two, three hundred pounders. Um, but the other guys that have got one on one matchups, those are the guys that are going to have to step up and not necessarily make the big sack, but move the quarterback a little bit up so he can throw an interception or make that pass be an errant pass some of those things are going to have to happen and it's going to look a lot different, but if they're going to be successful, it's got to be that and then a little bit more spark um, from 55 and 91, to get the quarterback to the ground.
0: Eric, always good stuff, man. We'll talk again real soon. Okay.
2: Yeah, I hope you guys enjoy your week. And again, thanks for having me on. I guess we're on Friday too now. with the-
0: We'll be on Friday. Friday. Yeah, we'll be on Friday, and then we got a little bit of a reprieve, kind of the mini buy. But hopefully, we're talking about a back to back because t- today, uh, you know, is great to have a victory Monday, but it doesn't mean anything if they could turn around and lose on Thursday night. Now their kind of backs are against the wall. I think they have maybe one more loss left in them before you can start talking about the elimination of playoff hopes. But uh, maybe two at the most. But yeah, they they got to win. They got to stack success. Now we'll see what happens.
2: Yeah, you know, and really, I hope I hope Mike McCarthy is uh, still on Aaron Rodgers' uh, Christmas list, Christmas card list. <laughs> Boy, did he hand him one there! You know, as good as the Packers played, it really comes down to that silly fourth down. Why didn't he kick? There, I don't know.
3: But right, yep, no win doubt. Win the win,
2: right? They don't care about right? at the end of the season. They just look at the look the record.
0: Take it any way you can get it. Good stuff, man. We'll talk to you soon.
2: All right, enjoy. Take care.
0: See you, pal. There you go. Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette at Eric Branchek 1 over on Twitter. You can find him there. This portion of the program brought to you by the Irish Cultural and Heritage Center. They're right down Wisconsin Avenue, but they've got some upcoming Christmas concerts coming up. Uh, December 18th, uh, Christmas O'Carrollan featuring, uh, R- Reverie Road. Uh, they're going to be there, and uh, they've got a Christmas tradition with Rory Macam on December 3rd, uh, which is even sooner uh, coming up as well. But uh, they've got some Christmas events coming up. So if you're looking for some traditional Irish music in conjunction with Christmas, they've got some really great Christmas concerts coming up. And, again, you can go to ICHC.net for all the information, ICHC.net. Or just simply call them, 414-345-8800, whether it's for the events that are upcoming or maybe you want to have an event in that grand old stoic building, uh, beautiful, beautiful hall right out front. Uh, But they also have some meeting rooms and such inside. But get a hold of our buddy, Corey, 414-345-8800 or go to ICHC.net for the two different Christmas concerts that are going to be coming real soon. Stay tuned. We got a lot more. The Bill Michael Show brought to you by our friends at Bud Light coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
3: I don't think Mike suited up tonight. Um, got to check the stats here. He didn't, yeah. But uh, I tell you, we got to have an extended conversation early on today. Um, we messaged each other and coordinated a time to get together well before kickoff, and that was really, really meaningful
0: welcome back good to have you the bill michaels show we continue on packers get a win they knock off the dallas cowboys and it does now hope spring eternal it, it it's like i said last night this game was a an improbable This game was a somewhat surprise. I know there were people that said, I just had a feeling. And you know what? It's funny because I was kind of feeling like, man, maybe they do pull this off. You know, it's Mike McCarthy. You know, say what you want about the return. And by the way, again, uh, kudos. And I said this last night. I'll say it again today. Kudos to Packers fans. Uh, Really, uh, for all jokes aside and everything that I did in the opening segment of the program, uh, but all jokes aside, really uh, class class move. I mean, not only by Mike McCarthy to acknowledge the fans, but by the Packers and the fans to acknowledge Mike Mike McCarthy yesterday. And I I thought it was really just from what I heard uh, from the text that I got, uh, you know, I unfortunately just couldn't be there. But it was really a a class moment uh, when Mike McCarthy came out onto the field. And obviously other coaches, Rob Davis, who had been with the organization for so long, Al Harris and numerous others got recognition uh, yesterday. So really good stuff uh, by on, on all accounts by everybody to recognize Mike McCarthy in the homecoming. But to get a win and beat the Dallas Cowboys, and it's not just because it's the Cowboys, but just to get the win in the fashion they did, it gives you just a glimmer of hope. It doesn't mean anything if they don't win on Thursday. So what I said last night, and I'll say again today, just feel good about it for right now, and then you you kind of make the determination as to how good you're going to feel about that by Friday morning because if they back it up and stack success and can knock off Tennessee and if they play that way there's no reason they couldn't knock off many teams throughout the National Football League for whatever reason it took them this long to play this way as we Aaron and you're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers coming up here shortly but I don't want to get out over my skis you know what I mean I don't I don't want to sound like I'm this bag of rah-rah pom-poms because, you know, for all intents and purposes, they were left for dead. If they come back, kudos to them. It doesn't change the reality of what is, right? It doesn't change the reality of what is to is, to record-wise. You, you still dug yourself a severe hole. You looked awful in Detroit. Awful. This team as a whole... Couldn't have played much worse. To go from that game, that looked like just, just awful, to what we saw yesterday, it's it's just this. Where the hell was that all season long? You know. So, kudos to the Packers for not folding their tents. Kudos to the Packers for saying let's 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 go with what our strengths are. Albeit maybe it's too late, but you you at least wake up today with what was a fading light at the end of a long, 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 long tunnel to now just a just a little bit brighter light. That's what you woke up to today. Let's go to the phone calls, 877-867-1670. You can find us over on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, Facebook fan page as well. You can find us there, YouTube, Twitch T V. Thanks to everybody watching on the Bud Light live stream as well. Gerard's in Delaware. Gerard, what's going on today, man? How you doing?
1: Hey, Bill, glad you're feeling a little better. You know? A little bit, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, it takes time, you know. But uh, anyway, uh, this this America's team garbage that's been going on forever, <laughs> okay, that was promoted in the 70s and all this other nonsense, when we all know the Packers are America's team. And, and, and these announcers that do the games always call them Dallas by their first name. Like it should be like Dak. And Zeke right. and all this other nonsense, you know. I'm so sick of it. You know, I, I, I and Micah. Now it's Micah. You know what I mean? And I, uh, and and all this other. I, I just can't take it. Have you ever heard them call Rodgers Aaron only? Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, have you ever? And he's turned into the alpha male on this team because. We have a coach, and I, Bill. I, if we, were, you and I, were sitting in the bar, I'd get a lot heavier into this. I can't take the coach crying all the time. I can't take it.
3: I, can't I think don't. Was that was almost uncomfortable.
1: Yesterday. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? I would. Yeah. what it makes me feel like, but I can't say it on the air. But I mean, he's crying again. He was definitely crying with Melissa Stark then. Now we revisionary history. He definitely does. It does. It makes it, and then Rogers is coming over yelling at him, and he puts his head down and walks away a little bit, a whole bit, and then mumbles a couple of words. How do you, huh? How does it look? I'm old school. If you were playing football, how do you respect a guy? You can't, Bill. You can't. He's a coordinator. You can't yeah. take that as a, You can't take it, no matter if Rogers is doing it or other other players are going to think it. If Rogers is getting away with it, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's a. It's kind of a goofy of weirdness i i don't it, it was uncomfortable right now rogers has said that they've got a great collaborative and maybe they can talk to each other that way you know we've seen that but i it, it's it's a weird collaborative both with rogers and lafleur and then with lafleur and the emotions is he just happy they got a win and he gets to keep a job He's for another you know week or, again but it's like what the hell you know i mean i i i you know dan people made fun of dan campbell because he was always crying you know? And now you've got Matt LaFleur, a guy that's won 13 13 13 and been to an NFC championship game a couple of times, and he's balling. I'm like, what the hell? You know, why, why, what's, where's the emotion coming from? Is it just the fact that maybe you're not going to be completely ripped everywhere this week? Maybe he's just finally, you know, kind of getting rid of some of the pressure?
1: Yeah, it, it, it really comes off as a bad look. It really does. I mean, if you're going to cry, go into the bathroom in a stall. You you know what I mean? Don't show it. I don't want to see that. This guy doesn't, really, and he doesn't come off. The win, look, the playoff losses that they had against the 49ers and all, that he always looks like, and he's jumping, like he's doing jumping jacks or knee bends on the sideline, jumping up and down. It's just, I I don't get it. I I really don't get it, and it's disturbing to me. And and I just want to say that uh, Ford, and nixon and these guys that were brought in they're tough guys that's what this team needed and the other guy who said that that was Yair's, uh that got caught in that he did but what was savage doing back there he was in no man's land he's always in no man. there's nobody can anybody please call up and tell me a splash play that this guy made in his career can anybody do that? Well, dropped, you know, Gerard. Early
0: on, early on, he used to be a hitter. He was a guy that would him and Amy, Adrian Amos. Those those were guys that at least made tackles. Now I don't know what Darnell Savage Jr. is doing at times.
1: Well, you, yeah. Well, I think he's scared. I think he's he's worried about getting another concussion. You can't play football scared, Bill. We know that. Come on right? now, you, you, right? you can't do that. Ford Ford and to come in there. They're man's men. They're tough guys. That's what we needed more, and and hopefully this' Abram. That he's a tough guy. Maybe he's not as talented as everybody thought, or maybe he wasn't put in a position to succeed. I don't know that. Okay, because I, I I only seen him with the Raiders, and he was mouthing off a lot and all that. But we need tough guys on this team,
0: and we need, you need that on this team. Uh, I, no, I agree with you, Gerard. Appreciate the phone call, and, and I agree that you need guys that fly to the ball. But it, everything looks better when you win. Everything looks faster when you win. And they played that way yesterday. This was Matt Lef- This is what he's talking about with Matt Lafleur. Now, remember, it La- uh, was a- against Detroit. He comes out at halftime. He looked like he was emotional. Uh, and I'm not saying that there are good times and bad times, because y- there are good times and bad times to be emotional. But when you feel like uh, fans do with intestinal fortitude and fire and anger and, and let's go, it it, it all – it. it- as a leader of, of the team, you're, you're, the, you're the general, okay? You're the general. The weaker you, you, you appear, perception is the weaker you appear behind closed doors to fans. So that's why you could talk about it being a bad look. It's okay for, uh, for coaches to be emotional, okay? But when you have it a couple of times where you're like, what, what is this? That's what happens. This was Matt LaFleur after the ballgame. That's what it's supposed to be like. I'm so proud of you guys. I'm getting really emotional right now. It's been a rough. Been... That was uh, Matt LaFleur. Getting emotional right now. You don't see it. You hear him say it, but you don't see it. But that was him after the game in the locker room. Uh, something you know what though, when it's in the confines with your guys – and maybe it was a, a a week where you poured everything into it, you know, the emotion comes out. And again, it, emotion doesn't necessarily equal certain things. It doesn't, you know, if you show emotions, I I had a coach that was emotional all the time. Sometimes he was the fiery emotion. Sometimes it was the emotion of you know, wanting to cry or something to that extent. But the appearance, again, perception becoming reality in many people's minds is if you cry, you are weak. It doesn't necessarily equate to that. It means it's a relief. It means I I recognize what you did. This week, we put everything into this week. This week was we knew it was all or nothing. We, we knew this was the last nail in our coffin, and you came back up off the mat for dead, and I'm proud of you. So it, it can be that. I'm not going consi- to you know overly criticize him for getting emotional, but it's coming up week after week, and then people are going to start going, oh, you know, well, you got a crybaby of a coach. And that's the perception. That's all I'm saying. 877-867-1670. 877 867 1670 Stay tuned. We got more right after this. Right Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. to have you on board today our good friends at quick trip reminding you that if you're going to be out and about you got to get gas anyway right go in type in your quick rewards number and you can be then registered automatically for the opening drive contest with the green bay packers so uh one name each week although this week there's two names because yesterday and coming up on thursday uh we are going to have uh or i shouldn't say we i'm not doing a damn thing but they uh, are going to be uh, drawing yet another name, and that name will then be eligible for some uh, some gift cards from uh, Quick Trip. And every yard garnered by the Packers on the opening drive gets you 10, 10 bucks. So you're hoping they go all the way, obviously. And if they get a score, you get extra 500 hundo. Not a bad way to go from our friends over there at Quick Trip. And Quick Trip's got everything anyway. I love that place. It's been weird because I have not been out of the house other than I went to the bank once, but that was it. I haven't done anything um, and been anywhere. And uh, just just ever since last Wednesday night, so uh, kind of getting my quick trips jones haven 't been there in a while, so it 's time, but uh, nevertheless, uh, stop in your local quick trip, and remember they are proud supporters of your green bay packers eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy if you want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so again eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy so let 's do this because um I want to get into uh, uh, some of the things after the game yesterday uh, for the Green Bay Packers when the Packers, uh, they get they get a huge win. Don't get me wrong. It's a big win, and you just kind of revel in it today, and you're just thinking to yourself, man, oh, man, oh, man. Uh, all I want to do is just enjoy this day, and, and 100%, by the way, just enjoy the day, enjoy the day and, uh, and enjoy what the Packers did yesterday. But uh, you also have a game coming up now. But uh, coming out of the locker room from yesterday, some of the things you want to want to hear is Christian Watson. He started the game with two drops, right? Gets two drops. And one of the most impressive things I thought about yesterday was, and we all talk about it, you know, oh, boy, you dropped the ball a couple of times. Rodgers isn't coming back to you. But they went back to him. They went back to him. And uh, he ended up finishing with three touchdown catches. And, and Christian Watson talk about talks about that after the game.
4: Uh,
3: obviously not the way I wanted to start, uh, but... I mean, it was in my ear all game. It's not about how you start; it's about how you finish. I uh, think I think that was huge for me, just in terms of me just staying in it. And obviously, you know, when more opportunities came my way, uh, you know, I wasn't down. I was calm, cool, and collected. And the opportunity, more opportunities
4: came my way.
0: So, in addition to that, Aaron Jones after the ball game, he talks about Amari Rogers, the fumbled punt. The Cowboys then go up twenty-one uh, fourteen. You know, and everything seemed to be kind of just spiraling uh, spiraling out of control. And then they go three and out. And then they're down all of a sudden, you know, down by fourteen. They're twenty-eight, fourteen at that point. But they never quit. It's just
4: sticking together, knowing uh, the best best teams are player led teams, and nobody's going to roll over for us. We got to go out there and get what we want. We got to go go out there and take it, and uh, just continue to play. Each you know each play is not going to go may may not go the way we want it, but uh, we all lock in and we're on the
0: same page. We'll be m- more successful than
4: times when we're not.
0: So Aaron Jones talking about the success and sticking together. Aaron Rodgers, though, says, look, the come from behind, overtime win. It it just, you know, I'm like for you and I sitting here today and feeling a little bit better and the sun's a little bit brighter on a Monday, it gave them a little bit of confidence, too, coming back out of that game last night.
3: A lot of the battles that we face are between I and I, between the person that can go out there and dominate and know they can and the little voice in your head that tries to knock you off of that uh, – Confident perch you're on. So I'm uh, happy that I knocked that voice back into hell. <laughs> Knocking that voice back into hell. There
0: you go. Rodgers, though, bouncing back after the three-interception loss at Detroit, going back a week to come in and do what he did in the play, he, what the, the way he did in this particular ball ballgame. Uh, he talks about that difference.
3: Last week was definitely a low, rock-bottom-ish for sure. Disappointment. And I felt like that that was the bottom, and it was only up from there.
0: Then you've got Mike McCarthy, uh, the head coach of the Packers, we all know, letting that 28-14 lead just kind of slip away. Well, I mean, we were totally
2: in control of that game as, you know, as far as our viewpoint. And you know, and, and I felt when we got the ball that we were going to go down and score and and then see what happens. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's very disappointing. I'm very disappointed for the players because I, I thought they definitely – did enough today to win.
0: And for the most part, I can't disagree with them. Now not kicking the field goal proved to be, you know, the detriment. Uh, many people killing them today. But it just felt like they had, you know, they made a few mistakes, but, like, they had control of that game, and the Packers just kind of stole it from them. Uh, the running back, Tony Pollard, uh, should the Packers have been called for pass interference, by the way, on that final offensive drive?
3: Playing for the Cowboys, you know, Those type of calls we normally don't get on our side, so it's expected. You know, we just have to be better. Um, You know, we got to put it on ourselves. You know, at the end of the day, we control what we do, so we just got to be better.
0: So that's when everybody on uh, Twitter began screaming that the Packers get all the calls, which is bogus because there have been numerous calls the Packers did not get. As a matter of fact, they should have had a face mask call on Aaron Jones, and Aaron Jones didn't get the flag. Uh, and Aaron Jones, I mean, his head was damn near ripped off, and the, and the refs kept the flag in their pocket. So I, I don't want to hear this crap about, you know, it's so unfair. It's like, come on, man, really, just stop. In the meantime, uh, Dak Prescott up 28-14. Why the offense just couldn't sustain a drive in the fourth
3: quarter? get a first down obviously we were able to do uh when we're scoring points get first downs and continue drives uh and put pressure on those guys and i mean credit to them um yeah they they stopped us right there stopped us a couple of times gave their offense a chance and those guys went went and scored and made it go in overtime
0: and uh dak prescott also said look you fall to six and three and you head to minnesota you got to face the vikings who just came off a spectacular win in buffalo and that's you know they've only they only have one loss in the season, and to try to play at US Bank Stadium. Right now, they're the kings. Uh, Philadelphia is king of the NFC, and just behind them, in a very impressive win, is the Minnesota Vikings. And I can't believe I'm saying that, but now that's where the Cowboys got to go. And he talks about the upcoming game there.
3: It's still a long season, and we got we have to control what we can. We can't worry about um, what those other teams are doing. We, we've got a, a good one coming up Sunday. Um, so I, I don't want to say it's easy, but but we know. But that's that's the part that the brotherhood is.
0: And then uh, i, I got to play this again because Mike asked Ashley the game again about what was it like to uh, come home and it's Lambeau Field and to get the great big, uh, you know, the fans' big uh, verbal hug. And, and this was Mike, uh, Mike McCarthy's response. Mike, besides the results, overall experience of being back, I'm Bay. So that's just not – I'm not trying to be rude. I'm, 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 I'm humble pot out, okay? All right. Thank you. There you go. Humble pot out. Pie, gone, out, mic drop. There you go. Humble pie it out. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Humble pie it out. Not a bad way to go. Good stuff. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. I want to get back into phone calls and thoughts and uh, more on the game. Uh, no, Amari Rogers, as far as we can tell, is still on this team, by the way, which is Somewhat astounding to me. Stay tuned; we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show, which is upcoming. This portion of the program uh, last night, I have to admit, uh, sat downstairs in the great room and had a blanket on me, and uh, still wasn't feeling good. But the room was warm; had the fire going last night, and uh, we we're sitting there. and Kristen turned to me and said, "You know, this room just doesn't feel cold anymore because it always felt like you were trying to get that warm air out of the fireplace." And I said, and I looked at her, and without being a commercial esque person, I said, "It's that Pelador." The new Pella door, uh, the difference between the old patio door versus the new is night and day. No more cold drafts. No more cold leaking into that room. It's just warm. It's It's a huge room, but it's warm and it's still cozy and it's inviting and it's just a pleasure to sit in and be in and watch the games in and had a great time just sitting down there last night. And it's just, it's the personal endorsement because damn it, I, it's something that I, I bought, I believe in. And the Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin right now. No interest, no payments, 24 months. Uh, no down payment, no nothing. 24 months, 000, 24 months. Get a hold of them. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com or call them 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. <laughs>
4: Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers hold on to get the win 31-28 to in overtime over the Dallas Cowboys. Packers running back Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon rushed for a combined 207 yards against a tough Dallas defense. I talked to Jones at his locker after the win. I think we complement each other very well. Uh, it wasn't just a drive here, drive there. We were rotating in and out pretty much every drive, and I think that helped keep us fresh. And uh, me and A.J. both said we feel like we can provide a spark for this team, whether uh, we're running the ball, run somebody over, it may may not be explosive, but you run somebody over that gets the sideline going and things like that. On defense, there were changes in the Packers' secondary. Darnell Savage Jr. moved into the nickelback position and talked about holding the Cowboys scoreless in overtime even though Dallas won the toss. They win the toss, we
1: know we gotta get a stop. At the very least, hold them to a field goal, so I don't think it necessarily changed. We knew we were gonna have to get a stop one way or another, so it just just felt good for us to go out there and play together, trust each other and put it
4: together, um, get the fourth down stop. That was big. I'm in a good mood right now. The Packers' Rudy Ford came in to play safety and had two interceptions. Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott.
3: Um, first one was the Schultz just kind of he said he got knocked off his route in a sense, thinking he was going to cross face. Uh, they make a play. Um, that's a huge play right there for us to go up 14. Uh, they stop us. Uh, obviously get the turnover and then they go score. Yeah, the second one they score off of that one as well. Uh, just and that one's just miscommunication.
4: And despite a sore back, Mason Crosby came in to kick the winning field goal from 28 yards in overtime.
2: You no, know, it's just amazing to you know be able to go finish it off there with a, with a short field goal after kind of the back and forth and what a game like that is so uh i can't say enough about you know my teammates and the guys that laid it out there uh, you know the whole game and um, you know were able to get us in that position to go
4: win it in green bay i'm mike clemens on the bill michaels show
0: Bill Michael Show. We continue on this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Wabam. Uh, I talk about Wabam all the time, but I uh, don't make a mention enough. I talk more ceramics and stuff and cleaners for your car. But uh, one of the things when I, you know I've been sick all around the house, they've got the uh, the like almost like Clorox type of wipes, but they've got them in scrubbies. Where you pull them out of the container and they're more of a scrubber. Oh, those things are great for cleaning off all the different surfaces in the house and everything. You know, every time I touch something, you know, Kristen's behind me wiping it off with one of the Wabam products to make sure she doesn't catch it. So uh, many different ways uh, to go ahead and use our friends at Wabam, whether it's industrial, janitorial, or you just have it for your own home use. Go to get, G-E-T, get that is GetWabam, W-A-B-A-M, W-A-B-A-M GetWabam.com. Let's go to Rick listening to us in Cedarburg. Rick, what's going on, man? How you doing?
2: Hey, good morning, big guy. Hey, listen, I'm thrilled with the win, but, boy, I can't tell you how frustrating it is to see how poorly at this late game in this stage of the season the clock is managed so poorly from the bench. I mean, what, what, what's the story? I mean, Aaron Rodgers is always going down to, you know, 3-2-1-0, and i know he likes to get those offside penalties uh, mm-hmm. but what happened in the last 2 minutes of the game where was, it was
0: terrible. LeFleur? it, it was uh, it, it, i agree and, it hasn't and i think that's any better. no i agree with you uh, 100% it's been something that we've talked about time and again i think that was part of the reason rodgers was mad that things weren't coming in quick enough. That some of the play calling, I I completely agree with you. I, I think that we've seen them get because yesterday I was watching, and it's something that I just pay attention to now. Uh, now remember, it, the the clock on the television is about a, a second second and a half off from the actual clock in the, in the in the in the in the you know the ballpark for whatever reason I don't know, but they just can't seem to get it on the same. But I agree with you. I, I thought getting the play in, getting out of the huddle, snapping it with two and three seconds, trying to get teams a little bit off balance, trying to be more efficient in the huddle and getting out of the huddle, I thought that was one of the, the concentrations. And then it, when it counted the most, when clock management became the most vital, it seemed like everything began to fell, fall apart. I, I completely agree yeah. with you
3: yesterday. And, and
2: and why can't they call more than one play at a time? I mean, colleges do this. They do a hurry up. Well, they do, you know, that, that just yeah, doesn't make any no, sense.
0: No, I agree with you, and appreciate the phone call because you bring up a good point, Rick. Because uh, we're at the top of the hour, but that was one of the things. Because normally Rogers calls two minutes, two minute play calling. Usually that's Rogers, and yesterday it wasn't. And I think that was part of maybe uh, the disconnect between Rogers and Lafleur as well. It was a little bit different yesterday. I was listening to the broadcast with John Coon, and John Coon said the same thing that this was Matt Lafleur calling this. Rogers was not. So that was that was a little bit different yesterday. Good catch. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. Stay tuned. We got a lot more. I'll get back to the phone calls. Mike, you'll be first out of the shoot listening to us in Rockford. A lot more to get to. Coming up right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.